Welcome to the Doug Peterson Show. Brought to you by Fresh from Florida. J.P. Shadrick and former Jaguar Jeff Lagerman discuss the latest Jaguars news with the head coach. The Doug Peterson Show starts right now. Welcome in. It is Thursday, preseason week three, and this is the Doug Peterson Show presented by Fresh from Florida. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. We'll have head coach Doug Peterson in studio with us in week one, a couple of weeks away before the Jaguars visit the Colts to open the regular season. This week... The Dolphins-Jaguars game Saturday at Everbank Stadium, 7 o'clock kickoff time. It's brought to you by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Jaguars and the NFL. Well, Logs, first of all, good afternoon. Training camp is in the books officially today and the final preseason tune-up coming up Saturday. And Doug Peterson is going to put the starters out there. Let's see some clean operation from this group. Yeah, and he feels like that that's what's best for his football team to kind of work out um, get everybody used to kind of that game action, and I like it. I mean, it's uh, you've got two weeks prior to the opener from this game forward, so you got plenty of time to kind of get rest uh, and also to get recuperated from the injury front. You know, are you are you worried about injuries? I think everybody's always worried about injuries, and uh, you can't let that kind of hinder some of your decision making. But if at the same token, all of a sudden you go out there and one of your main guys gets nicked. You're like, what are we doing? Why are we playing these guys? You know, but it's – look, uh, you got to get ready to play football. Uh, that's the only way you, you, you get better is by playing and executing and playing together. And it's not like they've had a ton of reps in game type of action. I mean, so this is a great opportunity for them to kind of work out some of those kinks before the opener. We've heard a lot about the uh, offense starting fast or the idea of wanting to start fast. I I would say they didn't start fast in Dallas two weeks ago. They threw an interception in the second play and then went three and out and got a short field on a takeaway on special teams, scored on a fourth down play to get it done, and a two-point play, which was nice, a nice finish. But I think they'd like to start a little bit smoother, let's say, offensively. Yeah, yeah I mean, you'd always like to start out a little bit faster, especially in a game where you, you've got limited reps. You know, like the Dallas game, you would like to have started faster there, but the interception prohibited that. And uh, you know, I, I hope that the the reps are quality against a quality opponent in the Miami Dolphins, because no indication from Mike McDaniel as far as what they're going to do, the Miami Dolphins. And I hope that they play their guys, just because if you're going to be playing your guys, I'd like to have a matched up against kind of guys of equal uh, talent. And uh, and look, I don't expect the Dolphins to play everybody, but if you can get the majority of their frontline starters, then you're going to feel like, okay, if we have some production, then we feel like, okay, that was quality work. If all of a sudden you have a okay day against backups, I mean, what does that make you feel? It doesn't make you feel particularly great about it, but it does make you feel terrible about it. So, I mean, you'd like to get some good reps in and and I, he's talked about a half, but I, I think that there's going to be a little mixing and matching would be my guess, e- even in the first half. Yeah. Because there are certain guys that you have to get a look at, you know, that you want to evaluate with the first teamers in that situation against a quality opponent or quality players that are still on the field maybe at that stage of the game instead of playing against a bunch of guys in the second half that aren't even going to be on an NFL roster. So uh, there could be – certain players or positions that have 
more players put in at a sooner point just because of the evaluation process. Curious about the defensive look as well for this uh, Jags team. And uh, a lot of it depends on what happens on the Dolphins' offensive side. Is Tua playing? Are the big receivers playing? And Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, their speed changes a lot. And it would be a good look if you had that type of speed. I, I don't know if there's any speed in the NFL as, as fast as those two guys at that position. Well, um, it's a good challenge for this defensive back room if they can match up against that group. Well, look, I mean, these two guys are really good. I mean, we know about the speed of Cheetah, Tyreek Hill. Um, last year, you know, numbers, second in receptions with 119, second in yards with 1,710. I mean, he's one of the elite players in the National Football League. And then Jalen Waddell on the other side led the league in yards per catch average at 18.1 with, you know, you have a minimum receptions. And uh, and then he was seventh in yards himself. I mean, he's an excellent football player. Two of the number one rated passer from last year. So, I mean, in a perfect world, you'd like to get some reps against that. But uh, I don't know if you're going to get that. I mean, the receivers have been a little bit banged up in Miami. They haven't been practicing. Two is a little bit of a question mark as to he's going to play. And, and Mike McDaniels, if he has a press conference, if he does state that who is going to play or who is not going to play, you might take a little bit of – Time to figure that out from him. He's a he's a different guy. I, I I was I was driving today and and pulled his latest or last press conference that was available this morning up, and he's a different guy. And he definitely takes some time to, you know, he has like a twenty five minute press conference that probably can happen in about eight to ten minutes if he was a little bit more concise, but uh, concise and. Uh, uh, what, what's a person who's good with words that makes it concise? What would you call that? A wordsmith? Sure. You know, there's another there's a term I'm thinking of, you know, as far as using words in the right way to where you don't have to use a lot of words to get the expression across. <laughs> I'm trying to use words he's right very, now and I can't think of he's one. He's <laughs> not very efficient with the words, okay. I think is a way to, to say that. That's great. Uh, we, we got that done. Uh, let's come back in a moment. Just like I wasn't very efficient in explaining that. You took the scenic route, yeah. and that's okay. Uh, we're back in a moment, and we'll hear from head coach Doug Peterson discussing the operation and the cleanliness of said operation Saturday night against the Dolphins. We're off and running. It's the Doug Peterson Show, presented by Fresh from Florida on the Jaguars Radio Network. Clean operation, you know, you want the starters to go in there. Um, and, you know, you remember what happened in the Dallas game, you know, first series and we, we, we turned the ball over. You don't you don't want that. You want them to go in there and and execute the offense. Um, you know, we, we still don't game plan these games. We just want to execute our plays and, and, and get, get the starters working together, you know, for uh, a number of snaps and and just try to try to, you know, eliminate mistakes, try to eliminate um, errors, things like that, and try to play you know a clean football game, uh, at least for the first half. That's head coach Doug Peterson, and welcome back to the Doug Peterson Show, presented by Fresh from Florida, from the Hyundai Studios at the Miller Electric Center. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman will hear from the head coach in studio week one. We heard from him in the press conference uh, earlier today before the Dolphins game and uh, word from Miami today uh, in Mike McDaniel's press conference, he was asked about playing time and was asked specifically about Tua Tungabailoa playing on Saturday. And he said, 
uh, quote, and you're talking about him taking the long route to get to certain answers. <laughs> it's a long quote. I don't know how much time we have in this segment. Uh, quote, read, read the quote. Here it is. Quote, by and large, things always fluctuate depending on variables that are both with play and personnel around players. My plan has been in the back of my mind, the starting point was more than a series, less than a half for all the starters. That is dependent on today's practice, and overall you're just trying to prepare guys for the regular season. I had in the back of my mind if things were even, Tua would play on Saturday, but that's something I'll revisit with the coaches after we completed this practice and kind of solidify that. But he's been prepared to all week. I told him that after the last game. He's prepared as though he's playing, and we'll revisit that after today's practice. End quote. (laughs) So – Maybe we have an idea, but we're not sure. We're not ready to say. Let's see how practice. Yeah, there's all that today. So I would guess they'd be out there. If he's saying in the back of my mind, more than a series, less than a half, maybe they'll get some time. I don't know. I love Doug Peterson. <laughs> right? <laughs> Doug's like, yep, a half. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, give, just, just answer the question. Uh, but anyway, I, I you know, he, he is a, a very – bright offensive mind okay uh, what he was able to do with Miami's offense last year to weigh I mean first of all he did a tremendous job I think in developing Tua even though Tua was dealing with concussion issues I mean they started out hot last year as a football team and then they hit I think it was like a five game skid uh, ended up winning a game to get back into the playoffs the last game of the year and and Dang near almost beat the Buffalo Bills. You know who's down there? Daryl Bevel is the quarterback's coach. Yes, he is. Last year and still there. Passing game coordinator as well. Which he was the uh, interim coach here for a time right after, after Urban. Uh, the Urban debacle. Yep. And and super nice guy. Uh, I like right. Daryl Bevel and uh, and got a great appreciation for him. He did this show for, what, four weeks? Yeah, and he right? was awesome. Yeah. I mean, he sat in and, 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 you know, was a trooper. You know, and it, what, which was a very tough situation. Uh, but, I mean, their their offensive mind, I mean, look, Mike McDaniel's reason he was hired is because he's considered a very bright offensive mind. And now, all of a sudden, you've paired him with one of the brightest defensive minds in all of football, and Vic Fangio, who is one of the most respected coordinators, I mean, for years, years, Vic Fangio has been a respected guy. And that's going to, you know, because Miami's defense last year wasn't great. And I think in the, they signed Jalen Ramsey, who has a knee. He's going to be out for some time. He's got a meniscus injury. But the addition of Vic Fangio will do more for Miami's football team, just like it did last year having Mike McDaniel lead their offense. Are they better than the Jets? I would not be surprised to see them better than the Jets at all. I, I'm not a big believer in that, okay, you just go out and you sign Aaron Rodgers, then all of a sudden all your ills are cured. They got a lot of other guys other than Aaron, though. In New York I mean, he now. did. But it, it's hard to develop the chemistry and develop, to, to develop the rapport when you put together a, a group of guys like that in a short period of time. And maybe it happens. Maybe it happens, but JP, I mean, think about when some of the great quarterbacks in the NFL have changed teams. Has it always worked? Not always. Not always. When, when has it? Oh, I would say when I Joe mean, Montana went to Kansas City. I mean, that's, works. you, know, you got to talk about guys that are of that level. It worked for a short time. It, it worked for a short period of time. 
Peyton went to Denver, but that was defensive heavy. It's not it like he was throwing it all over the yard. Peyton, you know, had the neck, and so his right. arm wasn't the same. But, I mean, Joe's arm wasn't the same when he went to Kansas City, but yeah. they won. Yeah. You know I mean? So it, it can see. work. Uh, Kurt Warner. Kurt, Kurt Warner did that with Arizona. Yeah. Took him to a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, so it can happen, but there's a lot of – the list is much longer where Kenny, it hasn't worked. Kenny Stabler in Houston. I mean, yeah. And the Saints, right? I mean, there's a bunch of them, right? You know, where quarterbacks, you sit there and you say, how many times have we heard, yeah, he stayed too long, he should have gotten out, you know, while he was at the top of his game. He's just, you know, hanging on. Tom Brady. Right, Tom Brady. Come on. I mean, right he won a top, Super Bowl. Right at the top. But, I mean, isn't that that right there, which you just mentioned, Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, I mean, isn't that the gauge of whether Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets is a success or not? Yeah. So Brett Favre, I mean Brett Favre went Brett to Minnesota. Favre went to Minnesota. I love the way Madden used to say. And went to New York after that. Favre, yeah. You know, old Brett's in a little bit of a pickle right now. We're back in a moment. Plenty yeah. ahead. We'll discuss the Jaguars' defense and the evaluation process that goes into a final preseason game. Jags fans want customized Jags furniture for your home? Check out ZipChair.com. And browse all customizable options. Zip chair, furniture for fans. It's the Doug Peterson Show, presented by Fresh from Florida on Jaguars Radio. You know, it's, it's more than just the games, right? We can evaluate that. That's the easy part. It's just the sometimes it's the um, the off the field stuff that we we look at, you know, and and, and can a player be trusted, you know, because the end of the day you're down to you know 53 48 on game day and 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 you go you go play and you got to be able to you know account and, and count on those those 48 guys that they're gonna they're gonna be there on sunday welcome back it's the doug peterson show on the jaguars radio network presented by fresh from florida that was head coach doug peterson of course i'm jp shadrick jeff logman alongside and if you've just joined us on the network program the doug peterson show the secret word of the day is trust you just heard it from the head coach. Yeah, it's a it's a big word, and it has a lot of applications when you talk about evaluating your roster and evaluating personnel. <clears throat> you know, when when you uh, are trying to figure out who's going to make the final fifty three, but then really above and beyond that, the guys that are going to be active on game day is kind of what you look at when you're determining those fifty three and. Trust is a big factor. Trust from the standpoint of can you trust the player to mentally handle the game plan? Can you trust him from a mental standpoint to make the right decisions away from the football field? Okay, can you trust that player to be available on a week-in and week-out basis, or is that person going to be hurt a lot? Do you trust him? And by, to, by hurt, okay, injured is different than hurt, right? Yes. Injured, you're injured, and you can't play. Like yeah, hurt, and, you, some guy, everybody plays hurt at some point, right? Everybody plays hurt, okay, but not everybody plays injured, right? Okay, so and there's a difference. There's a big difference. The reality is, is that you're never gonna. I mean, from the from the first game that you play in the NFL, you're never gonna feel a hundred percent. That's just the way it is, and you have to learn that you have to play with discomfort and with pain. That's part of the deal. That's why it's a gladiator sport. And if you can't do that, if you feel like that you have to be 100% to play, your availability is going to drop. 
which means your dependability and the trust level in you is going to drop. And so that's what has to be proven. And it's hard to prove in such a short amount of time in training camp because it's not really a true test. And so in, in a lot of ways, there's a lot of faith that the coaches are going to put in certain players because they're not going to have a true sample size to be able to make a great decision that's going to be able to let them know whether they trust them or not. Mm. So it's uh, it's an interesting time of year. And uh, there's a lot of decisions, especially given some of the injuries that they have had, to where now you're you're going to be looking at, do I trust this guy or not? Because of the injuries that you have, you probably weren't even thinking about making some of those decisions. But, but now you're you're thinking about it. Right. And, I mean, the decision might be, okay, for a few weeks, and then you have to make another one again when another guy's healthy. Well, right? I, mean, I mean, for example, <clears throat> let's look at the offensive line. I mean, we thought at the beginning of the year this was a pretty easy cut. Okay? And, and, and ignore Cam Robinson because he's going to be on the suspended list. Okay? I had – like Walker Little, Josh Wells, Tyler Shatley, Three, Ben Barch, four, um, Blake Hans, five, Luke Fortner, six, Brandon Sheriff, seven, Cooper Hodges, eight, Anton Harrison, nine. That was my nine. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, now you've got Wells has a he's abductor right. issue. Uh, Shatley's got AFib. Right. It's okay. Two. That's a question mark. Yep. You've got an injury to Anton Harrison. He's a he's going to make the team, and but that kind of works into your thought process a little bit. So now, you know, one guy that I didn't have on the list at the beginning, and when I started to figure out where this roster would go, was Darrell Williams. Yeah. Well, you we didn't mention Hodges has got an issue now, and Hodges so has you know a, a patella. patellar issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, how long is he going to be out? Anyway, so. Daryl Williams. So Daryl Williams is a guy that you're thinking, okay. Chandler Brew is a guy you're thinking, okay, maybe he's a guy. Coy Cronk's a guy, okay, can he make it? Um, because I think Wells is probably going to be an injury settlement guy, and um, that's the best way I think that that situation could end. But I mean, that's Bobby Evans. I mean, is Bobby Evans in play now? You know, the free agent yeah. guy that you signed who can play him. some tackle that you added. The uh, last week, I mean, could he be a guy uh, that you consider? You know, practice squad is also an area for some of these guys. I mean, but, I mean, that's how different all of a sudden at the beginning of camp, you know, the mindset was, okay, these are the guys. Well, all these injuries have changed some of them. They are until they aren't, so one way or another, right? It's different. You know, defensive back, which has not really been hampered by injuries whatsoever. Knock on wood. Um. You, because, you know, the one injury that you have in, in the back end is Antonio Johnson. He's going to miss some time with a hamstring. But he's not going anywhere. No, he's fine. Right, they're, they're, he's, he's, he's not going anywhere. Yep. Okay, he's going to be on the 53. He's just going to take some time. But he he's so good, you're going to keep five safeties. Okay, how many corners are you going to keep? Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and my guess would be five, maybe, I mean, maybe six. Yeah, because you're going to have your three that start – and, and you know, then and a well, couple and, backups, right? And right now, when you say those three, who are those three? Well, you know, the outside guys are Williams and Tyson Campbell. The question is the who's third number, corner who's and number, nickel. Who's and number three? It goes back to trust, right? And, is and, it and Trey right, Herndon? Right now, JP, who do you trust? 
The question is, Gregory Jr., who is coming off a practice squad year last year, was up on the regular roster at the end of the season and has been here all offseason. Uh, he was a late draft pick last year. Or is it Trey Herndon, who's what year? Is he sixth year in the league? Been around uh, for a Six minute? years. If it comes to trust, Trey's going to be there, right? He's going to be out there. He's going to be available. Uh, has Gregory Jr. done enough in training camp to earn that over him well, in a starting he, role? He had a Could, cause, fumble, recovered fumble, interception in two preseason he's games. He's been involved in three takeaways, yes. Yeah. Uh, could that change as the season goes along? But do you trust him? I think you trust him to have him on this team, sure. Okay. Do you trust him as the starting nickel right now? Maybe it depends on who you're playing against. Because, I mean, you, you, you trust Trey – because you know he's going to be physical. Yeah. He's going to be available. He's going to be in the right spot okay. all he's the time. He's dependable. Okay. Is he sometimes not as good in man coverage against a speedy receiver? Absolutely. But can he play zone in a nickel package, which I think this defense is going to be more zone dependent than they were, than they were last year? Sure. But I think that word, JP, trust. 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 You know where he's going to be. He may not be the fastest after that, but he's going to be in the right place with a chance to make plays. Mm-hmm. Trust is a big deal now. I mean, that's uh, that's that that word is going to be talked about extensively after this preseason game with the staff that Trent Baalke has and the staff that Doug Peterson has when they come together to figure out who they're going to be riding with. You know who the franchise trusts? Trevor Lawrence. Yes, and we'll hear from his position coach when we come back. Quarterbacks coach Mike McCoy will take us through what he's improved the most technically this offseason and much more. That's next on the Doug Peterson Show presented by Fresh from Florida on the Jaguars Radio Network. Come back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. The Doug Peterson Show presented by Fresh from Florida. It's preseason week three. The Jaguars and the Dolphins coming up. The game presented by Ticketmaster this Saturday, 7 o'clock at Everbank Stadium. A few tickets available, 633-2000, or visit jaguars.com. You'll see Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence and the starters go maybe two quarters in Saturday's game. I caught up with Jaguars quarterbacks coach Mike McCoy this week. He enters his second season with Trevor Lawrence, and I asked him where Lawrence has taken the greatest strides in technique. Well, I think really if you look at his footwork and the way, you know, he's playing with his feet underneath him this year. You know, last year, you know, we've seen a couple of snaps uh, just a couple of days ago. We were talking about, you know, how wide his base is, you know, whether he was, when he was dropping back, setting up, or throwing with a big, long stride. And, uh, you know, now he's playing with his feet underneath him, and then it really is target line, setting up to the target of where he's throwing the ball. And uh, d- d- he's done a really nice job of kind of, you know, at the end of the year, you kind of talk about a couple things. And last year, number one, he had to understand the system. So there's so much focus, for, you know, day to day on just, hey, learning what we're doing. And, you know, sometimes you forget about those little things. And so we really honed into that this offseason. He's done a great job with that. C.J. Beathard, number two quarterback on this roster. He's a veteran. He's been in this league for a while. What? What is his role? What, what does he need to show you to maintain that? And what does he do to help Trevor on a day-to-day basis? Well, CJ, CJ. You know, that, we, we, you always say that about him. He goes in there. Uh, he runs the show when he's in the huddle. You know, whether it's the off-season program, training camp, preseason games. You know, you don't, you don't see a lot of the things that he does sometimes, you know, watching the game and just, you know, directing traffic, making sure guys are lined up the right way, the communication with the guys. Uh, you, you see him in the meeting rooms. You know, he's never going to be shy. He's, he's always going to speak up. You know, actually this morning in a meeting, 
uh, he said made a comment to press about something, and every, you know he was dead on, and that's that's the great thing, and you know just how he's helped Trevor the past couple of years, you know all the time they spend in, in the film room on their own, and just really teaching Trevor how to be a pro, you know from his rookie year to where he is today, because there's so much time not just with the coaches, but that they spend in there, and he's just really helped him and. You know, talked about little the tricks of the trade, game, you know, game days about defenses, about coordinators, all those things. So, he's really another coach out there. So he's really, we're very fortunate to have him in the role that he's in. It's it's one thing to hear it from Doug or Press or you, but when another player is telling you that, it maybe it registers in a different way, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, they and you know the great thing about it, you know, a lot, we've all played the position, and then having someone like CJ that that Trevor has so much trust in, you know, when you come to the sideline, you know, because CJ and I are always talking during the game how things come up and. At times, you know, whether I'm, you know, talking to Phil about something and CJ sits down and, hey, here's what we said. So, uh, you know, he's great to have on this team. Finally, Nathan Rourke, CFL player the last couple of years. He's had some flashy plays in this preseason. What has stood out about him in this training camp so far? What does he do well? What has he been working on the last few weeks? I mean, the great thing is that, you know, the improvements he's made from the offseason. You know, it's just like we were talking earlier about Trevor learning the system last year. Well, Nathan came in, he was fortunate enough that he could be here early. But the rules he did, so he watched so much film on his own, spent endless hours here, uh, you know, just getting adjusted to everything, living here and everything, and learning the system and uh, taking care of his body um, and getting ready back in football shape. And then, you know, he, we left this summer, he came back, we talked about working on a couple things, and he came back, and it was obvious that he worked on those things. and. He's, he's made the most of every opportunity. And that's what you always tell the guys come preseason. Don't worry about how many reps you get. Just when you get in there, make the most of every opportunity and go, go do your thing. And that's what he's done. And, you know, he's very fortunate for the room that he's in. You know, you, you talk about CJ, you know, CJ and Trevor both, they, they go out there and they do whatever they can to help him. And that, that was, the, they did the same thing last year with EJ. And so, you know, I'm very fortunate that I've got the three of them in the room and they work so well together. But he's just, uh, he's learned from the, those two guys and he's made the most of the opportunities. That's Mike McCoy, Jaguars quarterbacks coach. Plenty to discuss there on the Doug Peterson Show. The full conversation on the official Jaguars podcast network and jaguars.com. You'll hear it again on Saturday on the Publix Tailgate Show. Well, yeah, one of those things, uh, let's start with the, the footwork of the quarterback, right? There's always something to work on. And Mike McCoy's been around this for a long time, around a lot of great quarterbacks. And they can really kind of break this thing down, and they certainly have with Trevor, and he's open to it and has adjusted. Yeah, I mean, look, every quarterback, if you were to literally just put a, a video camera and watch the footwork, you can tell whether or not a lot of times the, the play is going to have success or not. I mean, some guys like Patrick Mahomes, who sometimes the, the footwork are not traditional, yeah. a little off the beaten path. He's kind of one of those gunslinger guys. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, because he can throw the ball so many different ways, and that may not be the case. But for everybody else, okay, that has to play quarterback from the traditional way, in a sense, you've got to have good feet. Trevor's feet are definitely – better this year as Mike said they're more underneath of them I think C.J. Beathard at times needs to get more disciplined with his footwork and get his feet underneath of them and actually have his feet work to his advantage sometimes they're they're not going where they need to be going and that's something that I think he can continue to work on because sometimes he tries to play the game throw you know fade away throws and, and things of that nature but the other thing about Trevor that most people are a lot of people haven't talked about he's bigger now, he is noticeably bigger than he was last year. He's he's heavier. He told me that uh, he's about 225, and uh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if he's gained weight a little bit in, in the camp so far. 
and he he looks he looks great and uh I'll never forget I was I was listening to Vic Fangio's press conference from I guess it was yesterday or the day before and he was talking about this matchup coming up against the Jaguars and what a great opportunity that it is for his defense, you know. Well, sure. I mean, just like we're talking about this matchup against Tua and these two great receivers, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, you know, it's a good matchup, good test <clears throat> for our def- <coughs> excuse me, our defensive backs. And what Fangio said next was made me chuckle. He said, you know, it's a really good test. It's a good offense. And that quarterback, now Trevor Lawrence is a dude, a dude. He's a dude. A dude. Okay, and a dude, okay, in, in Vic Fangio's world, a dude means he's a stud. Okay, and so when he said that, I just kind of chuckled. He's like, yeah, he's a dude. He certainly is. That's a that. great line. The other part of that conversation, uh, there's been a lot of talk amongst fans, social media, talk radio, I'm sure, on this uh, and many of these stations on the network. Uh, about the backup quarterback situation. Has Nathan Rourke played his way into number two? Well, that's that was clearly shot down by Doug Peterson after the game in Detroit. It's C.J. Beathard's number two gig. Rourke is getting the reps that he can. And you heard reasons why from Mike McCoy right there. I mean, the the trust, to go back to the word again, that the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, has in his number two guy and the trust that the coaching staff has in Beathard to help get the quarterback ready to go. Well, and, and the team. I yeah, mean, there's got to be trust from the team to the backup quarterback. And also, you got to remember, the backup quarterback is not a guy that's going to be getting 50% of the reps during a regular season's week of work. Okay, they don't get reps. They don't get sometimes any. A lot of times, zero reps, okay, in a practice. And so they have to be able to take mental reps. They have to be able to use the scout team show reps that they're given the defense to be able to play kind of a mental game of applying some of the plays that they have to that execution of what you're trying to give a look for the defense. And so trying to groom a guy, if you want to keep three quarterbacks, okay, that's fine. Then you can do that. But where are the reps going to be for that guy in a practice as well? You know, so I like the – the possibility of Nathan Rourke being a practice squad guy and letting him continue to develop to see if at some point then he can then compete for the number two. This year he's competing to be a number three because here's the reality. You don't have to have three. I know they've got a new rule, okay, but the reality is if you're the third quarterback, you count against the 53. Okay, on game day you don't count. But on a week-to-week basis, a third quarterback counts against your roster, and you have to show something really special. And the one thing that Nathan Rourke has shown is athleticism, but he's got to still show the ability to diagnose and execute in the pocket. He's learning. Plenty ahead. We'll return with some tough roster cuts ahead. More from the head coach, Doug Peterson, on the Doug Peterson Show, presented by Fresh from Florida on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. You disrupt the lives of guys that have been busting their tail for about six weeks, you know, here plus the off season, and and um, you know it's it's a, it's a tough time. You know, it's a tough time to and, and I and I just I say I I tell the guys all the time. You know, you're, you're competing for our roster, but there's 31 other rosters that are watching you too. So again, it's may not be the end of the line, maybe the end of the line here, but not the end of the line you know, on another team. So, you know, put your best foot forward. 
That's head coach Doug Peterson, of course. Press conference earlier today, the full presser available on Jaguars.com and Jaguars YouTube. And welcome back to the Doug Peterson Show, presented by Fresh from Florida. And the Dolphins-Jaguars game this Saturday brought to you by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Jaguars and the NFL. Yeah, it's never fun. I mean, we've heard plenty of former coaches around here discuss the cut day and and how difficult that is, especially for guys who've played in the league and maybe have been in that situation on the other side of the desk from a head coach or a general manager telling them, hey, you're no longer on this roster. That – that um, that's a difficult day for anyone, but certainly a guy. And Doug Peterson was a backup quarterback in this league for a long time. Had to face that a time or two, and you know Doug Marone certainly had to do that before. We we've heard the stories from him. Um, it's a difficult day. It's part of the business, though. And as he said, hey, you put your best tape out there, somebody will take notice. Well, and and also there are sixteen practice squad spots that are going to be available for this football team. Yeah and then also every other team in the National Football League. So uh, so once the 53 is made, I mean, there, there's going to be still some jockeying with roster spots because, for example, if somebody becomes available off of the waiver wire or whatever, uh, you may end up adding somebody, then subtracting somebody. So it uh, until you get to the, the week of the game, sometimes it can be a little bit unnerving, I think, for a lot of guys because, I mean, the reality is – Doug Peterson and Trent Baalke are going to have to tell some of these guys that look uh, you in a different kind of way that your dream is over. You know, I mean, some of these guys, I mean, their dream in their whole life, I mean, they wanted to play pro football. And some of these guys are going to be told that that dream is not coming true and it's not going to come true with this team. And I'm sure that they'll be encouraging that maybe can happen elsewhere, but the reality is it may not help happen elsewhere either. And that's that's not an easy thing to do. I know that you know the the way that they do it now with cell phones and and everything, and the way the agents seem to get involved more now than ever. It's a little different. I mean, back in the day, they had what the guy was called the Turk, you know, and he was somebody that was in the organization that would go up to a player and say, "Hey, um, coach, coach wants to see you and bring your playbook." Oh. That's not good. Yeah, he was that guy. Yeah. I mean, he was the Grim Reaper. He was the guy that went to, to go get people so that the coach or general manager could tell them that they were cut. And n- nowadays it happens a little differently. But it's, it's, you know, it's a tough time. And these guys, you know, look, they bust their hump for you, not just through training camp. They've done it in a lot of cases going all the way back to April when the uh, OTAs and offseason training activities began in the weight room and all that kind of stuff. So – you know, you, you appreciate the hard work and the dedication that these guys have, and the reality is is that this is the best of the best, and this is a, it's a it's a it's a ruthless business. And the minute that your skill set drops, you're going to be out. And if you're not good enough, you're not going to make it. It's a it's a survival of the fittest. You may be out of the NFL, but there are some other opportunities out there these days that weren't over there a couple of years ago, especially in the spring, right? I mean, XFL, we've seen a couple of guys USFL, get signed. The USFL, XFL, there's, those are there. That's arena leagues, I mean. But, I but mean, still. But, I mean. You know, this is where it's at. Yeah, I mean, look, you don't grow up saying, ah, man, I always wanted to play for the XFL. But the point is, yes, uh, you're – this NFL moment might be over, but there is there are pathways to maybe get 
back out there. Some yeah. more tape. One, right? of, one of the guys that I had an amazing amount of respect for was Warren Moon. I mean, Warren was the longtime quarterback of the Houston Oilers, and before that, he was in Canada. And he played in Canada for a number of years before given an opportunity in the National Football League, and he was tremendous. I mean, tremendous guy, tremendous player. And, uh, I mean, there's been other guys. I mean, but I think he's one of the ones that comes to mind just because he would be played in Canada for like, what, six four, years. five, six years? Six years. Yeah, I mean, Edmonton. I mean, that's a long period of time. And he never gave up on his dream of being a quarterback in the National Football League and, and led one of the most dynamic offenses in league history when he had that offense down there in Houston that had, I mean, Ernest Givens and, I mean, just wide – I mean, running backs. I mean, just galore. I mean, they, and they threw the ball a ton, a ton. And uh, so, I mean, CFL is an option for some. But Doug, Doug Flutie did that, too. He was in the yeah. league for a minute and then went up there for, like, I mean, for years, like three different teams. Yeah, he and was. got his chance later. Yeah, he was up there for – for a while, and he was kind of a runaround guy. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean right. you know, but I mean, he, he never had a, an NFL career that you went, wow, what a great NFL career. But Warren Moon, I mean, you're talking Hall of Hall Fame of guy. Hall of Fame quarterback, right. You know, Hall of Fame guy. That's right. You know, so, I mean, and, and, and I have respect for those guys that continue, you know, and uh, I'll never forget when I was calling games over in NFL Europe, there were some guys that ended up making it out of NFL Europe, guys that never gave, on, gave up on their dream, that continued to work at it, and, and and in some cases turned turned out to be really good football players. I mean, the guys that stuck to it, I mean, I got a lot of respect for them that they could stick to it and continue to work to try and get better. And the reality is that it's easy if once you say, you know, you're told you're not good enough to make this football team to just give it up. In some cases, some guys truly need to give it up. But some guys that believe in themselves and continue to have a work ethic and are late developers, the ones that stick to it, I mean, I, I – I got a lot of respect for him. Remember um, the cornerback Luke Barku? Yeah, who played here. Yeah, right. Yeah, had great ball skills in twenty twenty. Really good played ball skills here in twenty one. Was with the Cardinals. Was also on the Niners, Chiefs, uh, and Jets practice squads during the off season. The next two years. Well, then he went to the XFL this year. He was mm-hmm. in San Antonio and played really well for them. He got signed by the Steelers. Not sure if he's going to make it. Who knows? But that gave him another chance to get some more tape out there, mm-hmm. and he was—he really starred in that league. He played I, well. I just never – I mean, I, the reason I remember him is that he had outstanding ball skills. I mean, much like Cisco. Yeah. Okay, Andre Cisco that's got excellent ball skills. Ball's in the area. He's going to catch it, and Barku had the same thing. Back in a moment, we'll hear more from the head coach and the offensive weapons when we come back. It's the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. They really picked up where they left off a year ago. And, and you know, going into year two, um, just the growth and development of, of those guys. The You know, I've said this before, the, the teaching aspect is we're not teaching plays, right? We're, we're, we're teaching fundamentals more and we're working on their skill sets and helping them become better football players and taking that next step you know, uh, as a team. Um, <clears throat> those are the things that I think this training camp really has sort of emerged, you know, uh, on both sides of the ball. You know, when you got, you know, we had all, or we have all 11 guys, you know, on defense that, that are coming back basically. And um, the communication, um, 
the execution, you know, those are all things that um, have been more on point, I should say, you know, uh, this year. That's head coach Doug Peterson in his press conference earlier today. Welcome back to the Doug Peterson Show, presented by Fresh from Florida. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. He's talking about a lot of the offense there and the improvement and the change. We're teaching fundamentals more than actual plays now. The plays are there. like They have a base offense, and now they can build upon that later. So that said, uh, final chance to see the starters Saturday. What is the one thing – you want to see the most out of this offense in the first half? Well, you want to see production and uh, and energy. You know, I mean, that's – That's two things. Yeah, but, well, yes, I like that. I mean, I think they coincide, right? <laughs> They're all together. But, uh, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, the one thing that's special about game days is and with this football team, especially at home, you want to make home have that energy. And uh, whether it's a preseason game, whether it's a regular season game, you want to make it feel like it's it's your place. And uh, Production breeds energy, though. Uh, absolutely. And so I, I, I want to see the energy. I want to see the positivity. And you want to see guys be excited to play together. Now, because we really haven't seen them very much, you know. And you want to see Calvin Ridley have an impact. You want to see everybody else look like, okay, that's the Evan Ingram that we know. That's the Zay Jones that we know. That's the guy that can get great separation, Christian Kirk, you know, and, and Trevor. You know, I mean, we a lot of the fans have heard, Doug and a lot of people talk and give Trevor rave reviews. I'm sure they, they want to see it the, for themselves, you know. So there's a lot of excitement, I think, on the offensive side of the ball, and, and the defense has got excitement as well. But there's, I think, a little bit more questions on that side of the ball. When we return, Doug Peterson's player mindset going into the final preseason game. It's the Doug Peterson Show on Jaguars Radio. Welcome back. The Doug Peterson Show continues right now. You just didn't know how much time you were going to get in that game to really showcase yourself. And, and for me, it was just a matter of, you know, um, again, making the most of the opportunity. You know, not forcing the issue or anything like that, but just going out and executing the offense, right? You know, find the open receiver, make the right checks, whatever it might be. I think the older I got in the league, um, you know, the coaches, again, they kind of understand what you can do, and they can trust you as a player. And so I didn't play as much in those last couple of preseason games because we let the younger guys, you know, play. And and, and that's kind of where we are right now, right? We understand the, the Tyson Campbells and, you know, guys, guys of that nature who um, we know they're on the team, right? So now we want to see these younger guys play and, and, and make the most of their opportunity and, and just see what they can do. That is head coach Doug Peterson. He said the secret word. So the duck comes down from the ceiling and he gets $100. Trust is the key word in today's Doug Peterson show. Where, where does that come from? The That's duck from the Groucho Marx. Uh, what, uh, what's the name of that show? Um, duck comes down from the ceiling yeah. and you get 100 bucks. You bet your life was the name of that show. When was that? It was in the 50s. <laughs> you weren't even alive I then. wasn't even close to alive. Yeah. Did you watch you gotta, like, reruns of that? I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Trust is the word of the day. Well, and it's it's big, and we, we've talked about it uh, in, in a lot of different applications. And, you know, Doug is also talking about preseason games, and, you know, the older I got and the more trust they had in me, and so they were playing the young guys. And, and I always liked that. I remember 
in preseason games, you know, the coaches would give you an idea of, of kind of the pitch count. They'd say, okay, hey, look, you know, we're, we're looking to get you, you know, maybe, you know, for example, like first game, you'd be like, you know, they'd say like eight to ten plays. Okay. You'd be out there on the field and you got one, <laughs> two. <laughs> you come off sideline after two series and it was, let's say, it was eight plays total. And you come off sideline, you defensive line coach, Greg, hey, Greg, that was eight plays. Am I done? <laughs> <laughs> always keeping track. Oh, you're always keeping track, man. You just wanted to get your time in. And, you know, when you were a starter like Tyson Campbell, like Doug's talking about, not only do you know about him, but he's counting because he wants to get out. That is Jeff Lagerman. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Our thanks to Mike McCoy, quarterback's coach as well, and our entire crew. The Dolphins-Jaguars game Saturday, 7 o'clock at Everbank Stadium, brought to you by Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Jaguars and the NFL. We'll catch you next time on the Doug Peterson Show on the Jaguars Radio Network.